All right, Bitcoin accumulation country. I'm your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloaks 3D Printing. Check them out for all your 3D printing needs. That's CryptoCloaks.com. And also brought to you by CoinBeast. If you are looking to maybe get yourself a little more familiar with mining, maybe Bitcoin taxes, maybe there's something else that's right up your alley, check out CoinBeast.com. You will not regret it. All right, everyone. Hope you're excited. I got a great show today. I sat down with Li Xin Lu um, from Keystone Wallet, uh, formerly um, at Cobavault. And this is a pretty interesting story. And he runs down a, a little bit of the history of uh, Kobo and uh, explains essentially, you know, why they, they broke off and, and went over to a Keystone Wallet. Anyways, super cool chat. Um, I, I met Li Shin probably uh, about a year and a half ago. And we just hit it off. You know, he's a, he's a great Bitcoiner. And I, I just, I, you know what? I appreciate his transparency. And, and I think that he handles difficult, difficult questions very well. Not that I'm like the most difficult question asker person. Okay. I'm really not. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely fun. And I think he, uh, he I think he handles, uh, I think he handles the questions gracefully. Anyways, without further ado, here is my chat with Lee Shin. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I'm your host, Coin Icarus, or Phil. And joining me today is a return guest, um, formerly uh, formerly the creator of uh, Cobavault, and now the uh, the CEO of Keystone Wallet. Um, many of you may know uh, this gentleman. I'm talking about Li Xin Lu. Li Xin, thank you very much for joining me on my podcast once again, man. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me again, Phil. It's really, it, it was really fun talking to you, like like a super hardcore Bitcoiner. Yeah, I'm super happy to to be featured on your podcast again, talking oh. about the, the new Keystone. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. I look, I, um, I loved what you did uh, with the Cobalt. I, I thought that our first chat was was really great. Uh, there was a lot of positive feedback, I, I think, in the Bitcoin community because of your transparency, uh, because of the way that you know you. you explain the you know you explain the product. I think that there's a lot of people that are not objective, um, and as a result, uh, it, it you know they. Uh, they end up coming off uh, a little bit aggressive, and they end up losing their message. And I don't think that your mm -hmm. message—I don't think your message was lost, you know. So that was that mm -hmm. was cool. Um, but man, so look, so Thank we, you. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it because there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened, right? Like you, so you, yeah. Uh, so if you could just explain to us, so um, you were at Cobalt, and yeah. um, so so what happened with the uh, the hardware wallet and uh, and everything? If you could explain, okay. Okay, I think the the story may goes back to 2017. Uh, if you go to Kobo.com, you will see that Kobo has uh, three product lines: Kobo Wallet, Kobo Vault, and Kobo Custody. And uh, Kobo is a, like a giant uh, cryptocurrency car company here in China, and uh, it's founded by uh, two founders, and one of them is. Also, the co-founder of F2 Pool, which is one of the biggest mining pool currently in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other guy was a early employee of Facebook. I think he's around uh, uh, the first 100 employee of Facebook. So 
after Facebook got IPO, he came back to China to start his career of entrepreneurship. And uh, these two guys, they are very famous here in China, especially among the miners and also in the tech world. So uh, they they started Kobo back in middle 2017. And uh, at that time, they just started from Kobo Wallet. So uh, they, their, their product philosophy is that uh, because in China, people are more used to centralize the services. In China, very few people here talk about financial sovereignty and stuff like that. And uh, we cannot deny that it's easier to onboard a user with centralized service, mm-hmm. right? They just need to register with a uh, email or a mobile phone, and then they can start. They can start sending and receiving Bitcoin. So their whole like the vision of the company is that they wanted to set up a centralized service, which is called Cobalt Wallet, to massively onboard newcomers, especially in China. So this is where the Cobalt started from. And uh, at that time, they also think that, uh, but then they think that we have made a centralized service and they are confident they can make this very successful and which is now the situation in China. And uh, they are raising their Series B. I'm not sure I can disclose anything about that, but it's a huge round of funding currently. So, uh, and also at that time, they also have another thinking, which is, they think that one day Chinese people may also switch to centralized, uh, switch to non-custodial service. So at that stage, they wanted to build, they call it as a full solution wallet company, which means uh, Kobo should have centralized services and also should have non-custodial services yeah. and also to see business and also to be business. This is what they want to do. So, you know, they are very successful people uh, for, for people for people, if they do their first startup, they really wanted to tackle a small problem. They wanted to make one product perfect. But as they are, as they were very successful before, and they have plenty of resources, especially funding and uh, like the connections in the community and also relationships. Mm-hmm. So they start at a high point. They wanted to build a full solution company, full solution wallet company in China, and. Uh, that's why they came to me. I was introduced to them through their investor, uh, who is also my classmate in my in my college. So we have really close friend and we know each other very well. And uh, he knows me. He he knew me that I was working for a drone company before, and uh, uh, I've been in hardware industry for almost ten decades. And the the investor also knew that I I was a early adopter of Bitcoin. So he thought that I'm the perfect guy to help the founders of Kobo to establish a hardware wallet uh, product line within Kobo. So, but but there was a obstacle at that time, which is they were in Beijing and I was in Shanghai. So it turns out, it turned out that they, uh, we set up a subordinate company here in Shanghai and I was the CEO of the Sabonia company. So everything is independent here in Shanghai. I have, we have our own financial team. We have our own HR. And also they, they just put money into the company. And I set up the whole thing. I recruit the whole team. And uh, we're totally independent from the 
COBOL team in Beijing. So this was where we started from. So uh, they in, we set up the Shanghai entity in uh, January of 2018. And uh, that's the time when we started to make the COBOL vault. And uh, uh, also, Maybe the story is too long. You can you can cut me anywhere. If no, you not think at all. Too long. Okay. No, this is super interesting to me. I mean, I look, and a lot of people, right? Uh, not to cut you off, but yeah. a, a lot of people don't know the history, right? Of the, I mean, to me, even though I even though I already did a podcast with you. I, there's mm -hmm. a lot of this information. Um, I, I knew the information about the, the founders, right? Because you had explained that to me last time, but I didn't, uh, I didn't know the, the rest of this. So I, I, think oh, it's, okay. I, I think it's very interesting. So please, yeah, definitely, man, continue. Okay. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we started in early 2018 for the first generation of the Cobalt. Mm -hmm. And I may have explained before that the first generation was mainly designed for the miners here in China. And yes. they worked in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So we not only try to do something really secure, but also try to maximize the robustness of the device, which ends out ended out that the device was too expensive for uh, Bitcoiners, uh, for normal Bitcoiners. Mm -hmm. So uh, then we in 2020 we 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 launched our second generation, which is uh, now the mostly people the most people purchased, which is Cobalt Vault Pro and the Cobalt Vault Essential. Uh, but uh, if we go back to the situation of COBOL, they are developing very, very well here in China and for their centralized services. They have COBOL Wallet, which is for end users, for retail users. And also they have COBOL Custody, which is for uh, enterprise users. And both of these two product lines uh, are, non are custodial services. And... Uh, uh, another thing is that they are very China-centric. And uh, after we launched the second generation of Cobalt Vault, I kind of uh, pivoted the direction of the hardware wallet into the Western market. Mm -hmm. uh, United States is our biggest market right, right now. And China can only cover 5% of the sales of the Cobalt Vault. So it kind of like the the direction of these two companies sleep, uh, split away. So uh, in the beginning, they want they want that uh, they want to create some kind of synergy between the Cobalt Wallet and the Cobalt Vault and the Cobalt Custody. Mm -hmm. uh, and for our first generation, there there was plenty of synergy because uh, for the miners, especially there in China, they can use our Cobalt Vault and also they can be a user for the Cobalt Wallet because within the Cobalt Wallet, it offers a variety of, we call it financial services based on Bitcoin, which means you you put your Bitcoin into Cobalt Wallet and you share your private key. Now, you, you don't control your private key, but it's easier for you to buy some like financial product, like 5% annual growth, this kind of thing within Cobalt Wallet. So the miners here, they have plenty of choices uh, within COBOL. They don't need to look for other wallet providers. Mm -hmm. But with our second generation, everything like split away. So we go to the COBOL vault, went to the Western countries, and the COBOL wallet still focus in China market. Mm -hmm. So there's less, less and less synergy between these two product lines, between the non-custodial and the custodial services. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then the founders of COBOL, uh, they think about 
because they want to again they want to I, I, I understand from the business perspective they want to get resources focused mm. on the custom service because this is the where the COBOL started from and this is where the whole COBOL built from and uh, where their vision is so uh, actually at that time uh, they tried to turn me into custodial service. They, they also gave me really, really good offer to work for them for Cobalt Wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, they, they see stuff different on me because they knew that one day Cobalt Wallet will go to Western countries. They think that if they can solve the, uh, the regulation and the compliance issues, uh, they need my expertise to talk to the Western community to mm-hmm. promote the product to the Western community. So they really want to recruit me uh, to the team of Cobalt Wallet. But but as I mentioned in my in my article, I I'm not a I'm not a believer for centralized services. I am a huge believer for decentralization. We we have plenty of services and plenty of products which are built on centralized system. And uh, if you see that from a very high level, it's kind of like a single point of failure. So in my in my opinion, I don't think decentralization will take the whole world, but decentralization at least will take half of the world. And right now, it's it's still in the phase of from zero to one, not from one to a hundred. And I really wanted to get into this. Uh, we call it, maybe it's a little bit cliche, but maybe we can call it a revolution or something. But I really wanted to get into this. So I think there are, the centralized services is definitely on my cup of tea. So uh, then I told them I want I want Joy Cobalt Wallet and I want to I want to quit and start a new company. So then it comes to a long negotiation, and uh, during the negotiation we didn't do any production for the Cobalt Vault, and that's why the Cobalt Vault were out of stock for a long time. And uh, uh, maybe to those of your audiences, I should say sorry to them because at that time I cannot say anything about the rebranding or redundancy or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, but I. Yeah, that that was a very awkward time for me because I always trying to be transparent and be honest mm-hmm. to the community, but I, due to some like business issues, I cannot tell too much about that. But right now everything is open, so, uh, yeah, right now I'm free. I'm like a free bird now. I don't need to, <laughs> to be dragged back by the centralized service and also, yeah. Also another thing which is good for us is that. Uh, previously, we were reusing COBOL's uh, backend infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So, which means, for example, until until now, we cannot support BC1 address mm. because we're we're reusing COBOL's backend infrastructure. So, we cannot change that part. They are still using uh, the the not the native segwit, but the the address starts starts with three. Yeah. So. We, we really want to get into BC1 address, but we cannot do that because we reuse that infrastructure. And right now we are totally free from that. So we can we can do that. Oh, another note, uh, if you use Cobalt Vault with Cobalt Vault Companion app, it's, uh, the address starts with three. But if you use Cobalt Vault with like Blue Wallet and Spectre, you can totally use BC1 address. So, but right now with Keystone, we can we can do everything what we want to do, what we want to contribute 
to the community where we're totally free. This is only one example, but there are also other stuff. Like, for example, previously, for example, there was a very, uh, very famous altcoin project here in China called Conflux. And the COBOL was like strategic partner with Conflux and we have to support Conflux. But right now we delist that. So yeah, we can, we can make decisions totally on our own and uh, we can, we can, and also we, we can do, uh, we, we can raise funds on our own and to do whatever we want to do to, to do good to the community. This is the situation right now. Yeah. Very cool, man. I really appreciate you breaking it all down like that, man. That that's awesome. Um, okay, so I, I have a question. I have a question. Um, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, about the uh, so since since you said before, like now you're free and and everything like that. So are are you gonna are you now now that you have Keystone Wallet, right? The uh, the new the new company. Um, yeah. Are are you gonna be changing your uh, your secure element? Um, for, for the Western markets, uh, because that, that was a bit of a sticking point uh, for a lot of yeah. Western users, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, maybe I can answer that question from a higher level. Sure. So uh, currently, because we if we change the, first, we want to change the secure element. Mm. That's in our plan. That's the first thing. But the problem is, if we do that change, it may take us like at least six months to 12 months to release the product uh, Keystone Wallet. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so we have to we have to reuse almost uh, everything from Cobalt Vault. Yeah. Try to release the product earlier. This is our current situation because I don't want it to, uh, because uh, I still have investors. I also give them promises that within a short period of time, I'll catch up the Cobalt Vault sales, something like that. So it is what it is. We have to do this. But in the long term, I mean, if we put this into a one to two years uh, time frame, mm-hmm. the first thing is we will change the secure element into a more well-known one. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that we will remove the Android layer, which is also very, a big uh, criticized by the community. Uh, the third thing is that we will make a dedicated Bitcoin-only device rather than the current situation, we, which is we offer a Bitcoin-only firmware and you need to upgrade uh, to Bitcoin-only firmware when you receive the device. So this is what we're going to do for our next generation, change the secure element, remove the Android layer, and also make a Bitcoin-only dedicated device. That's amazing, by the way. I was that that was actually going to be one of my questions. That was going to be my next question mm-hmm. is are you now going to finally have a bitcoin only device? So that's great. I yeah. I I'm yeah, glad we'll that, do. We'll do that. And, yeah. And and just to just to explain like I, I understand the the road mapping. I, I completely understand how that works. I, I work for a uh, mm. a large um uh in, in, let's we'll say an industrial security company. Um and, oh, okay. and and we have we do the same thing, right? Like you have parts that you you have to use until yeah. you're allowed to go and get new parts so what you have to do is you have to put it on the roadmap. Exactly. I, I completely understand exactly. it's it's just hey yeah. look it's the nature of the beast right the, the, this yes. is just part of yes. it but look it's good that you're doing it i think it's great that you're acknowledging it i, I think that um i i, I mean to me I, I think that that news is going to be well received uh from within mm-hmm. uh, from within the bitcoin community um so that that's thank awesome. you yeah, thank man, you that's cool um 
So uh, let me ask you this as well. So in um, I, I heard you explain, because I read your thread. Okay, you put out this nice mm-hmm. long thread. I think it was last week or the week before. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, all about, uh, you know, how uh, you're going away from Cobavault and now you're going to be doing Keystone Wallet. You brought the whole team over and it's the, the yeah. same team that was working. Uh, Cobavault is now going to be working Keystone. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, one of the questions in the thread was... Um, why is it that uh, people can't use? Because it, essentially, it's the same hardware. But why would they yes. not be able to use that same hardware with Keystone Wallet? Okay. Because there was some mm. disappointment about that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I totally understand. And uh, I can, I can echo. If I were a customer or a user, I would be disappointed too. So I can totally understand that. Uh, the point is, uh, one thing for one big difference between Cobalt Vault and the Trezor is that Trezor allowed third-party firmware. So you can download the Trezor code and compile the code and sign the upgrade package with a key which is offered by Trezor, but not their official key, which is offered by Trezor so that you can uh, make your own package, upgrade package, and then loaded that into into Trezor. But when you do that, Trezor will prompt a, a warning saying that you are trying to install a third-party firmware and uh, be careful with that, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So this is what Trezor does, which is, uh, I think, is the, which is a very good thing, especially for some hardcore users, especially for some developers, they wanted to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that also opens another door for the hackers. For example, if someone asks uh, a question about a treasure in their telegram and a a hacker can approach that guy saying that, oh, I can solve your problem. Just install this like a debug firmware so that it can solve your problem. And then the, the, the hacker may trick a average user into installing a hacker's firmware, which mm-hmm. is dangerous, really dangerous for for a normal user. So uh, we want to do that thing, which is uh, let the users be capable of burning their own firmware into Cobalt. But at the same time, we, will, we also think that will open some kind of uh, danger for normal user. So mm-hmm. we close that door. We didn't allow third-party firmware, which means uh, all the firmware must be signed with a specific key of COBOL, and then you can install that firmware. And uh, right now, the problem is that the key is not owned by us. The key is still it's owned, owned by, by COBOL. Cobol. Vault. It, well, it's owned by yeah. COBOL so, Wallet. Yeah, yeah, by okay. COBOL team. So if COBOL team can share that key to us, or if they can uh, use that key to sign a migration firmware, then Cobalt users can migrate their Cobalt firmware into Keystone firmware. Yep. And then he can continuously, he can install new Keystone firmware and enjoy all the features we offer. So they can do the migration. But the problem is that, um, in Kobo's founders' mindset, their their found their mindset is more I call it traditional internet mindset. Mm-hmm. They think that the users are the assets of Kobo. So, 
they think the COBOL Vault users are still the assets of COBOL. Mm. So if they let me to migrate those firmware into Keystone firmware, yeah. which means they are like giving me their users. That's right. Okay. So, I... yeah, they're, they're, they're not 100% against it, but they think that if they do that, they cannot, um, the, the investors, especially the investors will question them. So they don't want to, but, they kind of, they kind of, again, they but, don't, yeah. No, I'm I know, sorry. No, but, but I'm just saying like, but they, but they have no intention of making a hardware wallet anymore, right? No. So, no. so like, it's like they're losing those users anyways. That's kind of like, I, I understand that logic, but like, it doesn't make to me yeah. like anyways, to, to me, when yeah. it comes to customer perception, it's like, that's what's, you know, perception is reality. So really all yes. that, all that happens is, is that, you know, the customer looks at it and goes, you know, um, I'm not happy with this product now because this happened, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So another customer another, perception. Yeah. Another perspective maybe mm. you can see is that, again, they are standing from Chinese, China centric mindset. Yeah. So they don't, they don't just being very honest they are they they don't care too much about the western users yeah they don't care That's too right. much about the yeah because those those customers come by couple vaults on the credit of mine and they don't care to hurt that credit of mine mm -hmm. so they just didn't give the help i think and they yeah. don't want to bring any risk or something yeah this is actually actually we have made that migration firmware we just need them to sign it, but they refuse it. This is the story. Oh gosh. But, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, look, you know, this is business, right? This is business. Nobody's nobody's your friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is business. This is business. This is definitely business. So Oh, I'm sorry, go go ahead. Yeah. So so because we cannot offer the migration firmware and that's why we decided to offer the fifty percent off uh discount for the couple vault users and a couple vault buyers if you bought couple vault before you just forward your uh other confirmation email to support at keystone.one one is the domain of keystone k-e-y-s-t dot o-n-e so you just forward your other confirmation email to to that support email and then you can get a 50 percent off uh coupon code Either it's your if, either if you buy from shop from our uh, shop.cobo.com or if you bought from Amazon, both are okay. Just forward some proof, and then we can share the fifty percent off coupon to to you. This is what we um, compensate the the community. Yeah, I don't want to use the word, but it is what it is. Hey, look, that's you know what. At least you're doing that, um, even though mm -hmm. even though the limitation isn't coming from your end, it's coming from the Cobalt Vault side. But that's mm -hmm. I, I think that that's really fair that you guys are doing that. So so look, uh, let me ask you this: what uh, I guess what's what's on the roadmap then for Keystone? Like now you said you know it's free. Like you explained, okay, we're gonna do a Bitcoin only mm -hmm. wallet. Uh, we're gonna look into changing the secure element in terms of uh, in terms of features. Um, mm -hmm. What uh, have, in, you, have you guys? Uh, are you allowed to share anything from the roadmap? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the we're doing two big integrations right now. 
Oh. One is we're working on Caravan integration. The other is we're working on Casa integration. Oh, for multi-sig? Yeah, for multi-sig. Nice. These two integration are the biggest thing we're trying to do right now. And um, another thing I'm not sure if you have noticed is that recently there is a new BIP, which is BIP uh, 129. Yes. The, yeah, but, but BS, I, MS. But I don't know much about it. Um, do you? Okay. Uh, are you able to okay. share about it, it if you know anything? Yeah, it, actually... Actually, the CTO of Keystone was uh, one of the co-authors of that beep. Oh. So uh, that that beep was about uh, a secure multi-sig scheme. So okay. you know that multi-sig is not only about, uh, so it's like a whole scheme, not only about you need to construct your multi-sig on your cold storage, but also after, the, after you set up your multi-sig, you need to check the address check the first address to make sure that everything's running well, this kind of thing. So it comes with a whole process to make sure that your multi-sig is perfectly working. And uh, for that beep, uh, from our side and also from software wallet like uh, Spectre and the Nunchuck, uh, Nunchuck.io, which is a new multi-sig wallet just released their 1.0 yeah. version recently. Yeah. Hugo, uh, Hugo, who is a really, really great guy. And uh, from their side and also from our side, we're going to implement that BIP. I think that will add another layer of security, not only security, but also ease of use onto, onto, onto our Bitcoin multi-sig scheme. And the one thing uh, I really look forward is that... Um, Pavel, Pavel, which is oh, yeah, Pavel. CTO, yeah. uh, Pavel, he also joined the discussion of that beep and also he backed that beep. So I think maybe in the near future, I don't know how long, and uh, I, I haven't confirmed this with Pavel or Trezor, mm -hmm. but I think they are going to implement that beep too. So this will be huge for the Bitcoin community, I think. Yeah, this is what we are trying to do, trying to improve, and also trying to contribute to the community. Yeah. And also, uh, there are a lot of work on our own companion app. Just like I said, we need to make BC1 address there. And also, we need to improve other flaws of the companion app. Because previously, we put most of our resources on the Cobalt Vault itself, rather than mm -hmm. right now the Keystone itself. And right now, we need to polish the companion app because there are still other people that are using our companion app. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's still going to be the same type of style, right? You're still going to have the Cobalt Vault app on your phone. Uh, sorry, the Keystone Wallet app on your phone, uh, and it's you're going to be able to essentially pair your phone with the wallet. Mm -hmm. That it's, it's yes. the same the, the same user experience. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The same thing. And also, you can. Uh, by the way, you can right now. Uh, a lot. I receive a lot of questions asking me that uh, will Keystone still be uh, uh, compatible with Blue Wallet, with Spectre, mm -hmm. with Spiral. The answer is absolutely is. And we have done the dev side from the development on our side right now, and we have sent sample devices to Blue Wallet, Spectre, and Spiral. And right now we're working on integration. 
uh, fine some fine tuning. And another thing we we should mention is that we also upgrade the QR code protocol from BCRUR 1.0 to BCRUR 2.0, which oh, is nice. a more yeah yeah which is a more advanced uh, QR code protocol, and uh, it will improve your robustness of the data and also improve your experience of uh, of scanning. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Are there any plans to change the design of the uh, the um, Keystone wallet uh, from the Cobalt Vault? Because I, I remember with my with Good my question. with my Cobalt Vault, I remember it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of annoying the uh, the SD card kind of where uh, the micro SD card oh. where it was with the battery. Okay. Okay. Oh. We moved the SD card slot outside of. Oh, the, you did already. Okay. Yeah, okay. we have done that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have done that. Damn so it! I need to get a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at the outer uh, closure right now, so it's okay, much easier for you to plug in and uh, and also with this generation, where with the new Keystone wallet, we we also improved the uh, recognition speed of the QR code. So I may I may share a video later. It's like a machine gun right now. The the, the QR code can change really quickly, and nice. it's also a benefit a benefit a benefit from BCRUR 2.0. So, yeah, I'm really thankful to Christopher Allen and Wolf of uh, Blockchain Commons. They have done really really good work uh, for the QR code standard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. that's cool stuff. Um, let yeah. me let me ask you this: Do you have any intention uh, to add the functionality to the uh, Keystone Wallet uh, to use it as a um, uh, like a, a standalone uh, signing device? Like, um, you, do you know what CK Bunker is? Uh, you can, yeah, I know. Yeah, the I know. like using it, yeah, to, so that you can you know sign transactions with your node using your hardware yeah, yeah, wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind any of plans? um. Yeah, the the thing is the thing is the CK bunker needs a uh, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I understand, the CK bunker mode needs a USB connection. So. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you send a message to a message or a unsigned uh, transaction through the USB to your code yeah. card, and then it's signed. So we, we kind of, because the USB port kind of break our uh, basic assumptions of the security model. So yes. it's kind of struggling for me to add that to, mm-hmm. to our device. Uh, one possibility is that with our next generation, uh, we may release, uh, which is uh, the plan was for this generation. We, will, we said that we will do a cypherpunk version which allow the user to burn their own firmware into the device and uh, do whatever they want. Uh, but uh, as the rebrand as the rebrand just happens and we we want to move that cypherpunk version to directly to our next generation product. Mm. So with that cypherpunk version, we may add a USB port there because for the cypherpunk version, it's much easier. Uh, it's less dangerous for the hardcore users to manage that cypherpunk version. And for that version, we won't have a working firmware when you receive the device. So you have to download the code and compile the code by yourself and burn that into the cypherpunk 
version. We think that that may stop the the hackers or stop the average users buying that version, which will close the mm. uh, the attack surface I just mentioned. So for that version, uh, maybe we will do that. We were thinking a bit about that, I think, uh, but there are still very some unknown stuff going on and we need to do a lot more research for that so yeah but cool. we will definitely think about that yeah it's a nice uh, it's a nice feature you know it's uh it's, it's a pretty cool feature yes, but I, yes, but i do yes. agree with you i do agree with you right with a with a cable um you know yeah. you offer an extra yeah. you offer an extra attack vector um you yeah know, which can yeah. security which can be denied. yeah so yeah security is really really complicated i feel like i'm i'm trying to find a balance all the time sometimes you give some extra features but then it will bring some attack surface and sometimes you make the product extremely easy to use which is kind of dangerous especially for some people yeah so exactly yeah security is hard yeah security is hard so i think one day there there may be many uh versions of Keystone in our product line mm-hmm. to meet different kinds of needs. Mm-hmm. We cannot sell one product to the average users and also to the hardcore users. They have different needs and they have different sense of security. And they, if you sell a hardcore device to an average user, they may shoot themselves. Oh yeah. So yeah, they, they could lose definitely. everything. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they can lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I, I do like that idea. It's very interesting. It kind of makes me think, okay, you know, maybe what you do is you have like one one firmware, right? And all of the features get locked or unlocked depending on what license they yeah. buy, right? So like an, yeah. ad, an advanced user, you know, can get a specific type of license, which just essentially unlocks everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they also get, let's say, the device that has the USB port, you know, yes. kind of thing, something yes. like yes. that. Very interesting. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think with more and more people getting to uh, hodling and also more and more average users get into this, the the product needs to diversify into different needs, into different style or different license. I'm, I'm not sure, but it should go that direction. The hardware industry will go that direction. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Man, yeah. Li Xin. Thank you very much for, for joining me. Thank you so much for explaining all of this. Um, I'm going to put, obviously, all of your contact details uh, are going to be in the show notes. Um, do you have any uh, any final thoughts for the uh, for the listeners today? Um, another thing I want to share yeah. to the listener is why, why we call our brand Keystone. Yeah. Yeah, because... Keystone is the the central stone, the central piece of stone of the arc uh, structure. Mm-hmm. And uh, that stone is usually not very big, usually very small, but that stone is usually polished by the most sophisticated worker because that stone affects the, the steadiness of the whole arc structure the most. So we, we call ourselves the Keystone because we think that security is like the keystone to the whole community. Man. So this needs the this needs the most sophisticated polishment, and we're the guy who do the polishments for the keystone. And uh, another layer of meaning for the keystone is that we wanted to build a keystone that can fit into 
different like arc structure. For example, we can fit into Spectre, we can fit into uh, Blue Wallet, we can fit into Wasabi Wallet, we can fit into Spiral, and we do the, the key management and we do the signing for you. And you can do either it's uh, privacy oriented feature or you wanted to use your hop the software wallet to connect to your own node or something or if you wanted to be say pay server you wanted to receive uh, Bitcoin uh, on your online store or something mm -hmm. but we want to be the guy who do the most sophisticated punishment for the security part which is the keystone part of the whole arc structure this is why we call our keystone man I love it beautiful I, Thank you. And I feel terrible for not asking that all the way at the beginning. Um, but you know what? It, it'll, <laughs> okay. it'll be good. It'll be good because anybody who sticks through to the end of the conversation gets to have that amazing piece of like philosophy. And I totally love that. Thank and you. Keystone also uh, symbolically has to do with uh, Freemasonry, right? Um, so that, yeah. that, that's a very, you know, like that is absolutely beautiful symbolism. I, I think it's, uh, it's really cool. And, and I think it's very fitting. No pun intended. Thank you. Um, but like, yeah, thank you know, you. like it's uh, it's awesome. So, uh, mm -hmm. man, Li Xin, thank you so much man, <laughs> for for joining me on the pod. This was really amazing. Yeah, this actually this is the first pod I I joined after the relaunch, and nice. uh, it's also the first time I disclose everything. Well, you know what? This I, the <laughs> listener the listeners are going to be in for a treat because this pod is going to drop this week. So this coming week, okay. it's going to drop on Thursday. So, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome, man. Thank you again. Hope you guys enjoyed my chat with Lee Shin. His contact details will be in the show notes. And of course, if you want to reach me, Twitter or Telegram, I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time. <laughs>